Revisiting Trump versus New York and what that means for the census count and reapportionment, Hans von Spakowski from the Heritage Foundation returns. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. Hope you're having a great day out there wherever you might be. And uh, as you heard in the intro, we are returning to our conversation about the Trump versus New York case. Now that there's a decision that's been made by the Supreme Court, what that's going to mean for the census count and how the numbers, the two different sets of numbers that they decided to use, will allocate federal funds and representation in the U.S. House of Representatives across our 50 states. But before we get into all of that, let's say hello to our return guest, Hans von Spakowski. Welcome back, Hans. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, by, by the way, Happy New Year to you and your staff and all your listeners. Oh, thank you for saying that, Hans. I much appreciate it. You know, obviously, uh, 2020 was quite a year and, you know, we're looking forward to 2021. Uh, hopefully we can get everything back to normal at some point, uh, crossing our fingers. But uh, anyway, again, th- thanks for joining us, Hans. I want to do a little setup for our audience here. And so just kind of catch everybody back up. And so listeners, you know, we did a series of, uh, of shows related to this Trump versus New York case. And of course, on the census. And so we did a two-part series on the census. And then we did a prior episode with Hans about the the policy discussions around Trump versus New York. Basically, the Trump versus New York case is going to decide whether or not we utilize populations of illegal immigrants to apportion representation in the U.S. House of Representatives. And so let me just give a quick example uh, before I turn it back to you, Hans. Um, Quick example here is we have two different states. They both have exactly equal populations of legal citizens. One state has a large population of illegal immigrants. And so under the way it currently operates, that state with a large population of illegal immigrants has more sway in Congress. And as I understand it, Hans also gets greater representation in the electoral college voting process. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, well, let's do a quick recap here. So for the benefit of our audience, Hans, that did not hear those three prior episodes, can you give us just a quick summary of the Trump versus New York case? You know, catch us up to where we are today, how the case started, and then just the decision. And then what I want to do after that is build on what that decision means. So can we start with just a quick summary? Sure. Well, f- folks need to understand that one of the key reasons for the census is as soon as the census is done and we have data on the population of the United States, under federal law, they have a formula that they apply to, to determine apportionment. In other words, how many representatives in the House does each state get based on its population in relation to the total population of the United States? And in July of last year, President Trump issued a memorandum to the Census Bureau, which is housed inside the Department of Commerce, saying that he wanted illegal aliens to be excluded from the population count used for apportionment. They would not be excluded from the census itself, which, you know, is supposed to figure out how many people in the U.S., but that the population that would be used to apportion seats in the House of Representatives would not include illegal aliens. That job was made a lot more difficult because of some prior litigation, and what they were going to do to try to figure that out was use the administrative records of all other federal uh, agencies, everyone from Social Security to the Department of Homeland Security, to figure out how many aliens there were illegally in in the country. 23 states and immigrant groups sued. They got an injunction from a federal judge saying that uh, aliens, uh, illegal aliens could not be excluded 
from the uh, census count and the population used for apportionment, that ended up at the US Supreme Court. On December 18th, the Supreme Court issued a decision in that case. It was a per curiam decision, which is legal, legal talk for being, it was an unsigned opinion. And the unsigned opinion, which I suspect was probably written by the Chief Justice, was all, all six of the uh, generally considered conservative justices on the court agreed to it, the three liberal justices dissented. But in essence, they dismissed the lawsuit. And what they said was that it was premature to rule on the case for a couple of reasons. First of all, they said that the 23 states and immigrants groups didn't have standing because they couldn't point to any injury they had they had suffered. And, and remember, one of the necessities for filing a federal lawsuit is that you can show standing. You have to have a real injury that is supposed to be remedied. And what the court said was, well, the states and others are all speculating that if this happens, if illegal aliens are excluded from the count, they would suffer a loss of representation, et cetera. But what the court said was a lot of that was speculation and it was just too premature to actually give them standing because they hadn't actually yet suffered any kind of injury. The, the other problem that the court said was that they didn't even know whether the Census Bureau would be able to do that. In fact, the Solicitor General of the United States, Jeffrey Wall, that, that's the representative of the Justice Department who argues cases before the Supreme Court, had told the justices during oral arguments that career officials at the Census Bureau still didn't know how many illegal aliens it would be able to identify, uh, let alone what their numbers were. So it wasn't even clear that the Census Bureau would actually be able to comply with Donald Trump's order. And so the court said, uh, the plaintiffs who brought the case don't have standing, and we don't think this case is ripe for a decision to be made. We should wait and see whether, in fact, they can even carry out the president's directive, and they ordered the, the lawsuit dismissed. Okay, so I want to talk about what that means uh, specifically. So right now, the district court, you know, that that decision's been vacated, and there were instructions to dismiss the case for lack of jurisdiction, as you just laid out there. So what does that mean for this memo? So the memo under the previous decision was deemed to be unlawful, and the secretary was also enjoined from implementing it. So does this decision mean that the secretary is now free to act and that the memo is no longer unlawful? Yes, but really the case is over and here here's the reason why subsequent to this december decision in fact just not very long ago january 16th of this year the census bureau put out a statement the census bureau and department of commerce basically saying that they had agreed for a uh, rather than the case getting uh, immediately dismissed down the lower court, they had agreed to stay the case. In other words, temporarily suspend anything happening in the case for 21 days, which of course meant that the, the 21 days uh, would expire during the new Biden administration. And the Census Bureau issued an order to everyone inside the Census Bureau saying, that any reports, any estimates, and any data relating to President Trump's memo about excluding illegal aliens is not to be finalized, reported, or publicly disclosed. So in other words, what's happened is 
really, this is the final nail in the coffin. The Census Bureau has basically said it's not going to do what President Trump wanted it to do. And as you know, I'm sure the moment Joe Biden becomes president, they will reverse the president's prior order and aliens who are in this country illegally will be included in the population used for apportionment. Well, let's build out that uh, conclusion just a little bit. So maybe you could share some of the next steps. You know, where do we go from here? Like the the actors in play, the census, you know, how does the census count turn into reapportionment? So maybe walk us through that so people can understand what this decision and action by the census means. Well, the Census Bureau has to finish its count. And one of the other factors, I think, that was probably a major factor in the Supreme Court's decision saying that the case was just not ripe to make a decision was that, remember, President Trump had ordered the Census Bureau to provide him with this population data by the end of December. And at the time the case was being argued, the Census Bureau wasn't even sure it could do that. Obviously, it didn't do that. It did not meet the December 31st deadline. So, at some point in the next few months, certainly by beginning of April, Census Bureau will finish its population estimate, its count of how many people there are in the United States. That will be sent to the office of the president in the White House, where they will apply the apportionment formula, which is laid out in federal law, to that population, and they will then determine how many members of, of the House of Representatives each state is now entitled to. And there are a number of states that believe, uh, Alabama, for example, that they will lose a member of Congress because of the fact that aliens who are in the country illegally are included in the count. Well, Hans, thank you so much for joining us again. It was a really great discussion. Thanks for having me. And if our listeners, Hans, they want to follow up, learn more about your work, where can they find you? Uh, They can find me at heritage.org, heritage.org. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe directly to the show in your favorite podcasting app. And also want to make a quick mention about uh, those episodes we talked about earlier. We're going to put links to those in our show notes. So there's a two-part, uh, two episodes, two-part uh, show dedicated towards explaining how the census works. And of course, there's the prior episode we did with Hans that explained some of the policy considerations around the census and apportioning votes. Lastly, I want to thank our team producer, Molly McDonough, and our LT and crew for all their hard work. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody.